This is a Jomo Studios presentation. Hello and welcome to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat, and yes, babies, we are back live. Yes, I did say live, and I meant to say all the way live from the Jam Studios over here in the beautiful city of Enid, Oklahoma, babies. Your boy is back, y'all. How the fuck have y'all been doing in this motherfucker, man? Me? Shit, y'all know how I've been doing. Hell, I've been on that motherfucking Twitter and that Instagram, just posting, you know, little things here and there, particularly from my trip in Houston, um, which was a huge success, actually. I, I, I want to thank um, a few people for making this possible. Um, of course, my wife and I for funding all this shit. <laughs> um, but also, I want to thank uh, B-Rob. I want to thank uh, Foxy for coming through. We got three hours of footage, y'all. And I'm talking about nonstop craziness that we have got to get out for you guys. So I'm going to get with Rob, and we're going to try to get this content out as much as we can. Um, so shout out to those who also, uh, extra special shout out to, to Foxy. Um, she went and took me to a spot called The Duck Off um, in Houston. And believe it or not, your boy actually got back on stage. This shit was crazy. Um, some of you guys have already seen the video that I posted on YouTube. I'm going to keep it 100. I sucked. I, I'm, I, I know y'all know me. Y'all know my comedy. You're going to see this video and y'all going to be like, what the fuck Joe was doing, nigga? Motherfucker said motherfucker 18 times. Nigga, goddamn 18 times, nigga? We can go back to episodes of this goddamn show. We can go back to episode one. I ain't said 18. I ain't said motherfucker 18 times. In six minutes. When I got my nervous ass on that stage, my ass said motherfucker 18 times in six minutes. I counted, bitch. That was like the only cuss word I thought my ass at the time could remember. And let me tell y'all what happened. Okay. One, I was kind of being advised that I may or may not get on stage. Um, it wasn't really a short thing. Um which didn't really throw me off. I was, you know, mentally prepared anyway. So even getting on, no matter what, I wanted to, if anything else, leave an impression with the people who knew Foxy and uh, possibly some of the people who uh, were running the uh, the the show that night. Um, all of it was open night, uh, open mic with a headliner. However, before I went on, and and Foxy went on before me. And she did good. Um, there were some comedians in there that didn't get one laugh. And I'm, I, that was one guy I felt I felt bad for his ass because I was looking at him and I was kind of like, fella, if you, I will never knock nobody for wanting to do something. Ever, never, never, ever, ever. Do your thing. Don't let nobody tell you no different. Certainly don't tell you, don't let nobody tell you that your ass can't. Fuck all that. It, you can do anything that you put your mind to. With that being said, <laughs> sometimes we have to make sure to use our minds to be productive in the things that we're doing. 
I'm going to tell you what I mean. Don't y'all get mad at me when I say this, okay? Young dude, uh, seemed like a pretty cool cat. Uh, he was doing uh, stand-up that night. And, well, how can I say this for not sounding like an asshole? Look, I went up there and I bombed. I ain't going to lie. I got laughs, but I bombed. In my opinion, I bombed. I did not do well. I didn't do Joe Moffat. You know what I'm saying? My wife, we watched the footage again last night. I did not do Joe Moffat. I didn't do the show. I didn't put on a show for these folks. I went on that stage, told a couple of jokes. That's it. That was my first mistake because y'all know I don't do jokes. I'm not a jokester. You know, I kind of went up there and tried to tell jokes. And like I said, I don't tell jokes. My stories are my bread and butter. The shit that I've been through, seen, and experienced, that's my funny. You know what I'm saying? That's how we push it so hard, and that's the reason why y'all love coming back over and over and over to listen to my crazy ass here, to hear what crazy ass experience do I have to talk about next. And unfortunately, those that didn't really that that didn't go down. Okay, I had uh, I, I went on like I said I was I was going on after Foxy, and then Terry Grossman shows up. Uh, for those that don't know, Terry Grossman is. Uh, he has, he's a national comedian. He's been working for years. Um, I first met him in 2002 and I went on stage at Just Joking Comedy Club 15 years ago. That was the first time I'd ever met him, you know? Now, of course, I didn't expect for him to remember me, so I didn't like walk up on him and introduce myself or anything. I mean, you know, uh, I kind of think little dude who was hosting the event, um, I don't, I don't know if I did something to piss him off. Or 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 stepped on his toes or whatever. I'm not really sure what happened, but uh, cause he he came over and asked Foxy what my name was, which I thought was fucking weird. Um, then he went up on stage and he announced me as Joe Muppet, bitch. Now she didn't already she know the Joe. Now Foxy know the Joe Moffat show. I'm listening to her tell him no. His name is Moffat. It is Moffat. She sat there and insinuated Moffat. She enunciated the fuck out of my name, and this nigga's here Moffat. And then supposed to be Joe Moffat. This motherfucker still started going to say and say Joe Muppet, which was cool, you know. Next motherfucker to do that gonna get dealt with. No. So you motherfuckers better start getting my name right. Newsflash. Get my motherfucking name right. All right? Because don't think I can't come to your town and take all of your shit and burn your shit motherfucking me down. Okay? Okay, there, fellas. We're going to start playing nice in these streets. I will show y'all what a real nigga look like, baby. And you don't want to see what a real nigga look like, baby. Because you niggas ain't ready. Uh... So, yeah, I went on stage. Uh, what else happened in H-Time? We had a damn good time. Got to see my family. Uh, things were a lot better this year than what it was uh, previous years, which was great. Um, my little sister caught out on my ass, which is fine. Shout out to her and, and, and uh, baby daddy, Mr. JoJo. Uh, uh, Joe Young and Indiana Pacers. He, um, they shout out to a wife for a little week of rest and relaxation. You know, I was like, that's fine. You know, nigga, you keep trying to duck me how you want. You have to come across my path eventually. Uh, <laughs> I just noticed that every time I go home, his ass ain't nowhere around. Well, baby, you gonna have to, you know, I I, I can pull up on you, you know, and 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 make this introduction myself. So, you know, let 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 let, let I'll give her code to that because I, I I'm ready to meet little dude. Like I said, I just I notice every time I go home, they ain't there. You know, I ain't seen my little sister in a minute. 
And when I do see, last time I saw my little sister, he wasn't nowhere around. Uh, last few times I saw him, they've been dating for a little while now. Um, so I, I don't like, I, said, I don't know. Um, but I, I hope everything working out in their world, so on and so forth. Uh, I got to see my niece Epiphany. Shout out to her. Love you, darling. Um, this bitch come to my hotel room door, and I look up to this motherfucker. She is at like 6'4". I'm like, you ain't supposed to be that damn tall. What the fuck are you doing in your life? Cause drinking so much fucking milk. Damn, why the hell are you trying to be that healthy, heifer? Good God. Shit, ain't 6'1 enough? Nigga, I'm 6'1. That's enough. You don't need more than that. Jesus. I am not lying. She come to the door, six foot four. She's standing there with a little munchkin, about three foot six. Cutest little boy I had seen since my son. He was a nice little kid. Um, forget little dude name, but he was a good kid. You know, we all had fun hanging out at the hotel room. Um, B-Rob's son was also awesome. We got to meet him as well. And him and my son had possibly the best time um, from what I've seen with other kids, possibly one of the best times he probably have, have, have had uh, this, this summer. This summer. Um, of course, he left. My, my son left on Tuesday, so that's kind of got me in the dumps a little. I'm, I'm, I'm still a little sad about that. So if y'all see old, old Joe in the street, just maybe give me a little pat on the ass or something that made me feel better. Um, pats on the ass always make me feel better and uh, <laughs> uh and yeah it's just it's this last month has been crazy y'all know i got a shitload of shit to talk about because god damn it man i know it was stuff popping off but i had so much shit going on it wasn't that i didn't want to get on the mic but like i was on the road on the, i'm first i'm doing this shit on a friday which is pissing me off I'm gonna be honest with y'all. This this Friday show shit is is getting on my goddamn nerves. Uh, you know, <laughs> I like I, I miss my Wednesday slot. Cause my Wednesday slot was always I was I was able to keep it lighter for some reason. You know, I'm sitting here now getting ready to go to work in an hour because I'm supposed to be off today. But because I had to take my son to the airport Tuesday, um, I mean shit, I had to take that day off to, to get that done. And, and now I'm having to go into work here in a little while. God knows I don't want to, but you know. If I don't, I don't get paid. And if I don't get paid, I don't get pussy. And I like pussy, so I, I got to go to work and get paid. That's a part of the brace, you know. you know. Black men don't, you know, black men shouldn't get pussy without a job. Some of us do, you useless bastards, you know. But then again, I can't blame that on you. I blame it on these crazy-ass females to get your broke-ass money. I'm just saying, bum-ass niggas ain't worth a fuck. Uh, get out and get your own, bitch. Um, but yes, uh, these last few weeks have been crazy as hell. I saw some crazy shit while I was in Houston. That shit was off the motherfucking chain, though. You know, it it was off the motherfucking Nigga, they didn't even upgrade it. I will say Houston, Houston is going through a bit of a transition. On one side, you see things getting a little worse. And on the other side, you actually see, you know, like fuckable prostitutes. I shit you not. I, I mean, we saw a prostitute walk across the goddamn street. This bitch was so fucking bad. Me and my wife both were sitting there and the light was green. We both staring at this bitch's ass. Both of us in our heads, and all we thinking to ourselves is, "Hey, <laughs> that's all the fuck thing." I know that was old my motherfucker by the time. Shit, my son's in the back seat, light green, light green, light green, light green. Shit, drive, motherfucker. <laughs> I ain't sitting at that motherfucker light, doing God knows what you ain't supposed to be doing, and well, shit happens sometimes. I guess I don't know. This bitch was so bad, I don't even think she's a prostitute, to be honest with you. I don't. I don't think she's a prostitute. I think she's, like, going home from the club. 
At least you would hope these things. You would hope something that fine wouldn't be making such terrible decisions. However, you know, to each his own. What the fuck? I, I, I'm, I'm certainly not in a position to stop your ass from making bad decisions. That's for sure. Shit. Hell, I shit. I hear stories, and then on the flip side, you know, I hear stories about strippers making you know hundred thousand dollars a year. Shit, Lacey Jane probably make more money than a motherfucker out there in Atlanta. You know, shit. Every time I see her motherfucking ass on Instagram and on fucking, I'm not Instagram, uh, Snapchat. She had the goddamn bank dropping off cash. You know, shit. I tried to wiggle my ass outside once. Only thing I got was a subpoena. <laughs> I got a cease and desist from everybody, just the whole goddamn town, sending in subpoenas and motherfucking cease and desist against my ass to stop shaking my ass in the middle of the street. <laughs> on a Sunday morning after service trying to get tips. It just ain't, you know, bad location, bad premise, bad timing, not giving a fuck. That's kind of the way things roll with me on time to time. <laughs> but yes, uh, as much as I miss my little guys, I've also missed you fuckers as well. I'm sorry that I went a whole month without giving y'all the, the, the love and joy and essence of what is the Joe Moffat Show. I know some of you are pretty deprived that you haven't had your uh, weekly dose of fuckery, Pixie. Um, and so we are here to give you that all-so-needed fix I know you niggas need. Um, also, I'm working, so quick announcement. I am working on a production company. We're going to start our own production company because it has been brought to my attention that to do this comedy thing, it'll be easier for me to start my own shit and try to town with somebody else. I I, I kind of saw that the first night I was there. This was I'm gonna be honest with you. Getting on stage was an eye opener because it not only, like I said before, the first time I got on stage in 2001, I wasn't ready. I was ready. I was funny, but I wasn't ready as to what now. You understand what I'm saying? I hadn't really been through enough and seen enough to really have. Uh, enough subject to talk about you know and now you know just that summer from 2001 this this was this was spring of 2001 last time i was on stage the summer of 2001 gave me so much goddamn content it was crazy mainly because i went on a fucking drug binge for three months you know you go on a fucking drug binge for three months your ass is gonna get some fucking content yeah you either gonna get content or disease one of the fucking two i prefer content that shit's curable um, <laughs> so I've opened up the phone and I see that I have some content for you guys and I'm not going to waste another minute of y'all time. Yes, I know I rambled for the last 15 minutes, but I got to get my ass on the show. And this particular topic has me a little pissed off. So, um, we going to call this segment. Hit and go. Because I'm about to hit somebody in the mouth, and I'm going to go on about my business. So this is called hit and go. And to make it real simple, real easy, I'm going to pick a real simple and real easy topic. Ain't no real politics behind it. Ain't no economics. It's real simple and plain. Nigga, if your ass, if you've been to jail ever in your life, for murder, you know, niggas go to jail for traffic tickets. If you go to jail for traffic tickets, I've been to jail for traffic tickets. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Hey, 
I'm, I'm, I'm so I can't tell somebody how not. I used to think going to jail for traffic ticket was a cheaper notion than just paying the goddamn ticket. I would go to jail and sit out the ticket to avoid paying the ticket, not realizing I gave these folks three days of my motherfucking life, and that is a bit more precious, you know. But that, that's the nigga philosophy. Go sit out your tickets and then you ain't got to pay for it. Nigga, you paying for it with your time, motherfucker. You know, we need to start valuing our time a hell of a lot more. We might start accomplishing a hell of a lot better shit if you feel where I'm coming from, my nigga. So, basically, y'all already know where I'm going with this. Y'all know who I'm about to crack on. His ass and had this coming for a while now. I'm going in on Ray Lewis. Yes, I know we got R. Kelly. Yes, I know we got Usher. I know we got all that shit going on. No, 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 no. This one needs to be said, guys. I still got everybody else on the menu, and I got a main story for y'all asses today. Don't worry. But I've got to take the time to put this nigga in line because I am sick and tired of Ray Lewis and his bullshit. Okay? Every time I look up and a nigga feel like there needs to be another nigga to give some kind of influence to another nigga, Ray Lewis feel like he needs to be that nigga. I'm going to be the one to say it right now. Nigga, sit your ass down somewhere. You are not that nigga. Stop. 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 Fucking stop. Okay? And if you ain't going to stop, at least tell the whole motherfucking story. I ain't got a problem with a person wanting to help another person. I have no problem with that whatsoever i think we need more people in our society that wants to help the problem is when your motherfucking ass is trying to help and you also becoming a hindrance and all you teaching is bullshit okay ray lewis felt and made a comment along with michael vick i ain't gonna jump michael vick right now i ain't got time for that but he certainly he well, and and I, I reference Michael Vick simply because it is Michael Vick was convicted of a crime. So we got we got Michael Vick and Ray Lewis, who was indicted for a crime, felt pled guilty for of a crime. I don't think Colin Kaepernick ain't never even stole a fucking Twix. I don't think Colin, Colin Kaepernick didn't even even cheated on his taxes. I don't think Colin Kaepernick didn't even bought fucking bought and used illegal food stamps. I don't think Colin Kaepernick done done shit. So why the fuck is ESPN and Fox Sports and all of these motherfuckers bringing two niggas who are fucking felons? Well, I don't know about Ray Lewis, but I know Michael Vick was a convicted felon. If your ass is a felon, you should not be speaking on non-felonious niggas shit. You no longer fit in that category. I'm sorry. You no longer fit in the arena to be able to tell a non-felonious nigga what to do. What you need to motherfucking do is go to your probation officer, pay your fees, and shut the fuck up. That's what the fuck you need to do. Ray Lewis got slapped with one year of fucking probation and the league fined him $250,000. This nigga still can't find his clothes from the night of the incident where two men were killed in a car that he was supposedly in in an all-white suit that everybody saw his big milk jug head looking motherfucking ass in this motherfucking suit draped up and dripped out looking like a goddamn bottle of fucking whiteout. 
And yet this cocksucker motherfucker now want to sit here knowing all of the shit that he didn't got away with in his past trying to tell a nigga what to do pertaining to his football career. Boy, sit your... Mm. I've been wanting to see this for a long time, Ray Lewis, but I've been really trying to find her. Cause see, and, and I, but before I say that, let me say this: that ain't just that ain't Ray Lewis though. It ain't Ray Lewis. It's Ray Lewis's words is coming out of his mouth, but his ignorance comes from another source, and that's from the Christianity. I can't dog him and not bring out the facts, pimp. And the fact is, the reason why Ray Lewis feels like he should be allowed to get away with telling another nigga what to do in any situation is because he feels, because he's saved and sanctified and filled with the Holy Spirit that his crimes and convictions have been forgiven. That's the reason why I'm, 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 I'm slowly pulling away from Christianity. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. It's blinding. It is blinding. I walked around Houston a couple of weeks ago, and I keep bringing, because, you know, I'm in Enid, Oklahoma, fucking Homer. Nigga, going home was a change of pace, and I fucking enjoyed it. But the one thing I didn't enjoy was every fucking where I went, no matter what the fuck was going on, I'm sitting here looking Christian this, Christian that, yes, Lord, everything, everything everybody was talking about. I watched a whole people, a uh, whole table of people hold hands and start praying at a restaurant. I ain't got a problem with that. You do you, you know. I keep my prayers to myself and I move on, you know. I, I, I... But what got me was there was downtown Houston. I was heading to my brother's house. And this this hurt my fucking heart. Houston has a church called Lakewood. Its pastor recently purchased a home for $10 million. He just signed on another pastor to what some people joked and called a mega contract. Well, they is going to pay this man to the tune of $20 million a year for six years to preach at this nigga's church. This is right up the motherfucking street from a community that is being built under a bridge. Tents, cots, makeshift homes made out of cardboard. What the fuck you gonna sleep under cardboard? How the fuck long that gonna last after a good wind? Shit, man. I I'm, I, I don't want to say I'm, I'm flabbergasted about the situation. It had me a little confused because once again, this was happening in an area that is within walking distance to one of the largest, not only one of the largest churches in the state of Texas, but one of the largest, I say memberships, if you will, uh, congregation, yes, largest congregations, mainly, if you look at it, 
by finance, by financial means. These motherfuckers is rich. Half of this nigga's conversation is richer than a motherfucker. And all this motherfucker do, I'm talking about Joel motherfucking Osteen. All this cocksucker motherfucker do is stack paper. And he stack paper on top of paper, on top of paper, on top of paper. I'm going to tell you why I don't want to become a preacher. My mom always told me when I was a kid, son, you're going to become a preacher. And I always thought to myself, fuck, I hope you ain't telling the truth. Because the reason why I couldn't see myself as a preacher is simply this. I could never see myself being able to bullshit people for money off of their faith. I can bullshit y'all for money on this show. I pay for this show. I don't get paid to do this. I do this because, once again, it helps fine-tune my comedy. Which God knows that the outside of my damn YouTube video I need. Shit. I, need, I hadn't done a show in two weeks and had the nerve and audacity to get on stage. What the fuck was I thinking? I was thinking I needed to get it done and I needed to shake it off. The first two times I got on stage wasn't that bad. So, you know, it worked out. But this time when I got on, I felt like I bombed. Foxy was real supportive. She said I didn't. But it felt like that I did. So it felt good to get that out of out of my system now next time I go up there I'll be a lot more light footed and fancy free and fuck it you know but the reason why like I was saying before I never want to become a preacher is because I, I can't see myself fucking people over by their faith you know I can hustle the hell out of your ass for a million things I can get your mind I can get your body I can get your spirit I can get your soul I can get whatever the fuck I want out of anybody at a moment's notice simply by being myself one thing I get out of a lot of people is they best. I always try to go out of the best of anything, anybody that I touch and I inspire and I want to be around. If I take the time to tell you something that might change your life, motherfucker, I'm doing it out of the kindness of my heart because I could go on not giving a fuck and making things easy on me. If I take the time out for you, I feel blessed. Shit. I do this show, I raise my family, I go to work, I do a lot of shit. Now, if a person takes the time out of their day to inspire your ass to do something better, take it, I, take it with a grain of salt, don't get me wrong, because once again, that person could be Ray Lewis, that person could be Michael Vick, that person could be a motherfucker that's sitting there trying to be inspirational, knowing good and hell well his ass is dirty, and could be doing actual help for people who need help. You know, I know Ray Lewis and went and talked to presidents. I know Ray Lewis and had 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 a, 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 a touch in some of the, the local communities uh, that he lives in. But like I said before, don't step on the toes of a man who took a stand for what he believed in by trying to put your bullshit out there and tell him what you think he need to do. No, my nigga, your ass is wrong. Michael Vick made a comment. He hurried up and pulled that shit back because everybody roasted his ass quick, fast, and in a hurry. Now, once again, I take that shit with a grain of salt because the same people that was roasting Michael Vick ass was the motherfuckers who was getting mad because ain't no black people on Game of Thrones. Nigga, ain't many people left on fucking Game of Thrones. What the fuck are you talking about? Hell, most of the damn lead cast is dead. They killed half of them motherfuckers in season one. What is you talking about? They didn't have to introduce a whole new set of niggas to replace all of the motherfuckers they didn't already kill. They killed off the whole fucking cast. Okay? Shit. 
Game of Thrones is one of the few, few shows that has black people and we wasn't ones to die first. Think about it like that. And leave my fucking show alone. It's fantasy. It's fake. It's bullshit. This man wrote a good story. Everybody like it. Watch it or don't watch it. Shut the fuck up. That's my thoughts and two cents on Game of Thrones. I'm tired of hearing this shit about Game of Thrones and not having no black folks on it. It's got black people on it, okay? Goddamn. We ain't got to be every fucking well. Shit. They suddenly ain't everywhere with us. Think about it. Shit. Art imitates life, motherfucker. Remember that shit. Hell, we still got parts of this country that's fucking segregated. Schools is segregated, and you motherfuckers. We have a school in the United States of America that was just segregate, desegregated this fucking year. And you motherfuckers worried about niggas on Game of Thrones. Man. Get the fuck out of here with that shit. We got other things to deal with. Hell. We suddenly. Suddenly. Got shit to deal with. When we got little girls. Out here telling little boys. That it's okay to kill themselves. I, you know. Relationships. Are funny things. Relationships go in tons of different directions. Tons of different things can happen. And sometimes it may be hard to depict all of those things. But you go through life meeting people who are good for you and who are bad for you. And if a person is bad for you, get away from that motherfucker immediately. Okay? Run. Run. Okay? If you started fucking with somebody that fuck with drugs and that motherfucker teeth missing and then your teeth start missing too, you need to run. Okay? If you fucking with a man who is whooping your ass and you think that's inspiring, bitch, you need to run. Dude, if you are fucking with a chick who is literally in your pockets and ain't letting you into nothing else, my nigga, you need to run. Run. And you suddenly, suddenly need to run. If you got somebody sitting here trying to tell your ass that it's okay to kill yourself so this bitch have a reason to grieve for your ass, what the fuck? How the hell does this even happen, people? I'm a parent. And as a parent, I'm reading this story about Michelle Carter, and I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, how the fuck do you even allow this to happen in your home? See, I have a hand in my children's life in all aspects. I certainly have one when it comes to their cell phone usage. You better believe if it's somebody in my child's life telling them it's okay for them to go off and do some shit like that. Not only will I know, but that shit will be extrapolated immediately and destroyed. Okay? All right? I have said before, nobody fucks with my babies. Period. And I'll be damned if I'd have been sitting... I, I, I just... I don't know. It, 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 that's one of them situations when, when I heard the story it, it was so crazy and so 
fucked up. We have so much fucked up stuff happening with these kids, man. I saw a video a few weeks ago where a group of boys and a group of girls met in the street and started fighting. I was like, what? They didn't have a dance off. They didn't sneak in somebody's house, start playing music and have a party. They wasn't sneaking liquor and getting high. You know what I'm saying? I'd have been happier seeing these motherfuckers pass around a blunt. I'd have been happier seeing these motherfuckers run around in the woods and play hide and go get it. Who remember hide and go? Everybody remember hide and go get it. Y'all remember hide and go get it. If you find the right girl or find the right boy, it's a good chance you was going to get something that you wasn't planning on getting originally that day. And for those that are worried, it, it wasn't by force. Everybody knew what we was there for. Well, once you sign into the game, click, click, you're in. Well, you don't play. There it is. That's how choices were made in the 90s. Simple yes or no. You play or you don't play. But no, these motherfuckers is meeting in the street to fight. What? When the fuck did this start? And I mean, they were like beating the hell out of each other. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, who, where the fuck does this mentality come from? What is going on? Where is the foundation at home that needs to be built to keep actions like this from being committed? One area that I have to look at, which is our main story today, is jobs. I'm not blaming employers for all the problems that families and people go through. Shit happens. Life is life. Life is to be lived, right? And we all agree on that. Life is to be lived, to be enjoyed, to, to go through shit that you may not go through on a regular basis, but yet it's a part of growth. It's a part of building. It's a part of being different and being better. So, but the reason I, I mentioned jobs in this situation is most families nowadays have to have two incomes. That's just a part of life. But if you have two incomes, who is raising the children? Who is, is taking care of the family when both family, uh, both Leaders of the family can't be in the home till 5, 5, 36 o'clock. Most schools get out on average 3.30, 3.45. So that leaves an hour and 15 minutes of fuckery to our kids' disposal, not included traffic time to get home and everything else. And when we get home, we got to try to chill and get our minds, you know, off of the bullshit before we bring that into the house and expose it to our family because we don't really want to take that shit out on them, but we ain't got nowhere else to go to take the shit out at, you know? You work long ass hours. You you busting your ass all goddamn day long, okay? For crumbs. Well, I'm not gonna lie. It's for crumbs. There are people right now that set their job, waiting, scared because if the phone ring, they could lose their job because they have to read a script that is sometimes anywhere from twenty five to fifty fucking words to answer the phone. And by not hitting that motherfucker on point at any certain time, no matter how long you've been, been at this company, no matter how much you've given them on a daily basis, your shit could be gone by missing a word. 
you ain't had a chance to build. You you thought you was building a foundation in the company, and all that shit can go away in the blink of an eye. That's bullshit. And then you got to go home with that shit on your mind, trying to cool off. Whew, made it through another day of no phone calls. You know? You having to do this shit while you got a room full of customers staring your ass in the face. You got to answer the phone and run this script and run they shit and take care of this and take care of that. And all of this shit for crumbs. Sprinkles. And got to be happy and faithful about it. On a daily basis. But then we still have to beckon and answer the question. Who's taking care of the kids? Okay. A lot of bad shit has been happening lately. And our kids are being exposed to all of it. Some are taking action in a positive way. Many have taken action in a negative way. Both need to be examined to see how one can be avoided and one can be expanded upon, you know? My kids play sports or do after-school activities or, or do something to keep them motivated away from finding the notion of, of videotaping yourself in the street fighting another human being for nothing. For absolutely nothing because somebody said, okay, we're going to beat up a bunch of girls today or, hey, let's go fight the boys today. Where, where in, in the hell does this make good common sense? Nowhere. Because I had never seen no shit like that in my life. You know, we as parents have to do our best to provide and to mold these minds of these kids and to instill dignity, loyalty, and respect. And then at the same time, we have to go anywhere from 8 to 9 to 10 to 12 hours a day into a place that not only asks for more of us on a regular basis, you know. 40 hours a week is already hard. As soon as you ask me for 41, you're cutting into something else. But these companies, sometimes they want to ask you for 45, 50 even. Because they got numbers to reach. They got shit to do. They ain't doing the shit they supposed to do to make sure that their businesses are covered properly. So your ass got to give that extra effort. Be that extra man in and, and be gung-ho ho, ho, on, 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 on wanting to help. For crumbs. See, we have to always keep our minds on that path of, of pushing forward. Sometimes I catch myself on the clock when I'm trying to be at home relaxing and, and, and supposed to be on my time. I'm still worried about the clock of when I need to go to bed, when I need to wake up, when I need to get to work on time. I'm staying at the clock right now. Between recording the show, something that I love and adore, to going to work, something that I get paid for you know what I love in the door right now ain't something I get paid for you know but I mean I've 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 worked in businesses 
for over 25 years. I've answered phones. I've cleaned carpet. I've flipped burgers. I've worked in call centers. I have worked in insurance. I have worked in the financial district. I have worked everywhere. I have damn near worked everywhere. Construction. Nigga, I moved chairs for eight hours one motherfucking day. I shit you not. Just moved chairs into a fucking dorm room full of badass bitches that didn't do shit to help me when my motherfucking ass had a heat stroke because I was fat and it was hot in the motherfucker and my dumb ass thought it was smart to wear jeans to work that day. What the fuck I was thinking, I do not know. But that shit hurt like a motherfucker. Because it was hot in the motherfucker. <laughs> I, I, we bust our ass, we do our best, we handle our business, and at the end of the day, all we hope is that the crumbs that we bring home are appreciated to some extent. If you ask for anything more than that, then you're asking for too much from what you have. Because life is only going to allow you that. You know? Depending on the position where you are, your station in life that you are stuck in at that point. I don't think... I would never tell anybody that where you are right now is where you have to be stuck at. Fuck that. Don't ever believe that shit. Take that bullshit out of your mind. You have to expand. You have to grow. You have to build. You have to continue to learn. You have to do more. Okay? Supremacy ain't supreme if you ain't the one on top. I'm going to say that again for some people who need to hear that. Supremacy is not supreme if you're not the one on top. If you got somebody around you telling you that you can do everything that they're doing just by working hard. People get cracked on about doing pyramid schemes. Right now, I've heard about a pyramid scheme that's been going on for a while and people are actually making a little money at it. I'm scared as hell to try it. Knowing that I walk into a pyramid scheme every day, every employer is a goddamn pyramid scheme. He paying you crumbs and you got to keep making him money at top dollar and then he gives you a little. That's the same effect of a fucking pyramid scheme. You bring in all these people and you do all this shit and you do all this work to make some crumbs. What feels like money, just because you got it after all the work is done. But when it's gone, it don't feel the same motherfucking way, my nigga. I didn't made a whole money, a whole bunch of money real fast. And that shit was wonderful until I ran out. Then it ain't shit. Cause it ain't there. Hell. It could literally be a fucking figment of your imagination, depending on how fast you get it and how fast it's gone. But, and I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I only bring that up, you know, just, just as dumbass ideas, you know. As y'all know, we're going to be going on the road here soon. Yes, the plan is in action. We've been looking at trailers, uh, me and wifey. We've been checking out a whole lot of shit. Um, I kind of found one that I'm really, 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 really liking. Um, and, of course, the question has come up is how did all this shit going to get paid for until I start getting paid doing comedy? And simply put... I don't fucking know. <laughs> Shit. Uh, once I, I told you once, I already tried to, you know, shake my ass in the street, and that didn't work. So I'm going to have to find a hustle. And I found a couple that are very legal, uh, quite possibly very prosperous, and could be, you know, uh, fulfilling and good if they all work out to my 
good. Shit, <laughs> it's got to be good. What the fuck? Um, but we we can't continue to live in a society where people are only receiving crumbs. Okay, we certainly can't continue to live in a society where it's okay that a, a portion of a community is being consumed by those who are not able to make a living wage simply because of circumstance. Because of where you work, you're not allowed to make a living wage. We need to start telling these employers, hey, fuck you. And some of these employers, let me say this, putting all these damn roadblocks and humps in people's way is the reason why your businesses are closing. The reason why your brick and mortar stores are closing is because you more concerned about the high motherfucking phone script go over than making your motherfucking money. Because them phone scripts ain't making you no motherfucking money. How the fuck are you making money when the first thing somebody asks when they answer the phone is, damn, you had to read a whole lot of that shit. What was all that? What is the what is the purpose of that? I called into your damn store. I called into a video game store the other day. These motherfuckers are notorious for this shit. This little girl said, thank you for calling such and such. We have great value on this. We have great value on that. We have this special and that special and do-do-do-do-do. Bring in a coupon. Buy two games. Get three more. Do-do-do-do. My name is Sally. How may I help you? By the time she got through all that shit, I forgot what the fuck I even called for. Oh, uh, uh, damn it. Um, I got to call you back. <laughs> I remember what the fuck I even wanted because that bullshit distracted me so fucking bad that they missed out on making money because I went and spent my money somewhere else because you made me forget what the fuck I wanted. Thanks a lot. And I spend a lot of money in this place, by the way, on a regular basis, especially when kiddo is in town. I'm a video game buying ass when he here because I ain't got a choice. <laughs> Hell, that's my boobula and that's what he want. And that's what he get. But, and I'm not just mad at the employers. I'm mad, pissed off at some of these bullshit employees. I worked at a company one time where a dude thought it was a good idea to whip his dick out on the call center motherfucking flow and expose himself. This is one of the only times I have ever went to HR on anybody for any fucking thing. I worked in places that I have seen and let a lot of shit pass a lot of times, mainly because I was involved in a lot of shit that was going on. When you got the audacity to whip your dick out on a goddamn call center flow. I mean, come on, man. Come on, man. That nigga, that's, that's mentally unstable. I don't give a damn. You in a room full of niggas as a white man and you think it's okay to whip your dick out. Come on, fella. This was back in 2000 when this happened. When I worked at a call center in Houston, he literally whipped his fucking dick out. What the fuck? Huh? Honda? For real? Don't get me wrong. I ain't been the most greatest employee of jobs. I ain't gonna lie. Now, I made possibly some of the most money. Now, that I do. I can stack that cash over and over and over and over and over. I need to start stacking it for me, though. That's the reason why I ain't worried about stacking it hard nowhere else right now. You worry about stacking your cash for yourself. You start looking at a different outlook of life. Just think about that, folks. You know, we have to start building foundations for our family. They are literally starting to tell people that the world is getting so bad that we have to stop fucking. 
Seriously. They are literally saying that the world is becoming overpopulated, and if we don't stop fucking and making children, then life as we know it will cease to exist. You know? They want a fucking zombie apocalypse to happen. They want somebody to start dropping bombs all over this motherfucker simply because they feel that the more, less people that are on the planet, the better. Really? Really? And a lot of these people are running a lot of these companies that have a lot of say about the shit that's going down. And you answering that phone for their ass every motherfucking day. You want to fix the, the property margin. You want to close and tighten the, 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 the gap. We got to get back to old school grinding for ourselves. Getting this money like it may, ain't nobody business. We start doing that. We might start seeing some change. We might be able to walk in that door at 4.30 in the afternoon or 3.30 in the afternoon to be there around our kids instead of having them on their own devices the way they're thinking that it's okay to fight each other in the street. That's all I'm saying. Something's got to change. Something's got to give. And if it's not going if, if to be given to us for our effort, it's time to take our efforts and start making efforts for ourselves. I needed this little break from the show to help me realize and reevaluate why I'm here. Yes, I'm here to tell jokes. Yes, I'm here to be funny. Yes, I'm, but I'm also, I, I, a large portion of this show is to inspire you, people that want to listen and want to learn. My door is always open to help anybody, whether it's if you want to get into podcasting, no matter if you want to get into comedy, damn it, I'm here. Use me. I'm 37 years old. I've worked 25 years of my life. I, I assure you my ass knows a thing or two. Fuck with me and you will too. I tell people all the time, we have to start doing better for ourselves before we can do anything for anybody else. But once again, we live in a society where everything that's built is built around making one person great, some people subpar, and the rest not even existence. Their existence means nothing to no one but themselves. And we have stopped. We've got to stop as Americans, as a human beings. Fuck this country shit. We are human beings, first and foremost. Okay? You will never explain to me why it is a good idea to hurt or harm another human being other than for my personal safety and protection, as well as the safety and protection of those uh, around me, those who I fuck with my family, and my friends. So asking me to, to, to go outside that, that breach it would be absurd to, to sit here and say, oh, well, Joe, we're going to, you know, I, I don't know, we're going to go hit this person over the head and take all of their money. Why? What even makes you think that's wise? Once again, that's a human being. You don't know what she got to go and, and, and what gets me is that you always hear about robbers robbing. You hear poor people robbing other poor people. You understand what I'm saying? You have one poor person go rob another poor person. Now, this person is poorer. So guess what they going to think about having to go do? And you wonder why the cycle never ends. 
Poverty happens strictly because companies will sit here and say that they will not pay anyone a living wage. In the same breath and light, they put you in positions where not only will they pay you more, but they will charge charging you more for shit. Okay? Somebody find out if they get a, uh, how much employee discount at Walmart is for me, if you please. I'm supposed to get an employee discount in my store, and between you and me, I didn't use that bitch one, maybe two times. Of all the shit that I done bought out of there, one, maybe two times I done used that bitch. God honest truth. Because every time I try to use the motherfucker, we got to go through 87 goddamn hoops. I'm like, bitch, this is for an $8 goddamn video game. Never the fuck mind. You can keep that goddamn dollar and 60 cents. Thank you. Shit. I'm serious. The craziest shit I ever been a part of in my life. These companies is getting so fucking far out of goddamn hand. Like I said before, they got... I, by the way, we are on the evening part of the show. Yes, it's going to be released a little late tonight. Don't judge me. I had to go to work. I already explained it earlier to you, motherfuckers. So you should already know, bitches, the way this shit is going to go. Okay. Now, I was sitting at my job today. Okay. Lady I worked with been there 17 years. Same location, same place, same town. Ain't done nothing different for 17 years. Okay? Alright? She eats, sleeps, shit, this stuff. Alright? 17 years. She was cussed out royally. Uh, by a customer today. Um, and it blew my mind because she took it. Now, I could tell y'all my story. Just last week, I got called a nigga. You know, however, I got called a nigga, and the, the bitch nigga who did the shit was in the parking lot. He wouldn't do the shit to my face, so fuck that fool. Uh, but nonetheless, this woman has been there all this time for all these years and probably commands little to no respect whatsoever. She literally said, I told her today, these customers, surely is getting feisty. And she said, well, Joe, that's because we've been letting people get away with things for so long. See, my problem, see, that's where I got a problem stopping with your ass right there right now. Because me being me, I'm going to put my foot in somebody's ass and keep that motherfucker there until it's warm and toasty. Then I might release but you ain't gonna come into my shit running your mouth telling me what you think it is. That whole customer's always right bullshit. The customer's always dumb as fuck. The customer's not always right. These is the most undecisive motherfuckers you've ever been around in your entire life. Which, by the way, I don't even think I done said motherfucker 18 times this entire episode. I really need to get my ass on somebody's stage, pimp. Goddamn. I'm still not letting that shit go. Hell. But the point I'm trying to make to you guys in all of this is simply this. We as a people, we as a nation, we as a world have got to start getting into these corporate organizations and the powers that be and telling them to go get fucked. Okay? I hate to be the one to say it like that, but I'm going to say it again because it rolls off my tongue so we'll tell them to go get fucked. Because the fact of the matter is, is that until these people stop making money, they ain't going to never change. 
The only time these motherfuckers try to make a real change and a real decision to make things better is when they stop bringing in money. So why don't we stop giving these big-ass corporations money and quit fucking with these fools? I know that process sounds too hard. Shit, I'm sitting here right now still debating on if I'm going to watch goddamn NFL football because of Colin goddamn Kaepernick, a nigga I do not know, a nigga that I ain't never met, nor is it a nigga that I ain't never cheered before, but in the same breath and light, this man can't get a job simply because he felt that kneeling and, well, standing up and holding his hand at our national anthem didn't mean shit when kids was getting killed in the street by these fucking cops. I'm not going to sit and condone what he did and say what he did was right and what he did was wrong, but what he did do was stand up. There's not enough motherfuckers out here that stand up for others. He took a stand for somebody else, and he's paying the price for doing what he felt was right and what many feel is right. Hell, I feel what he's doing is right. But does that mean I'm not going to watch my Texans? That's going to be a discussion for another week. And on that note, thank you all for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. I am your host, Joe Moffat. Hopefully, we're going to pick up things. I'm kind of, once again, having to shake off the rust of some things. I've been kind of off work the last month off of this experience that is the Joe Moffat Show. So we'll definitely have things a lot tighter for you guys next week. Um... But one thing before I go, if, if one last note, let's come take a step over in the, uh, my favorite segment, Daddy's Corner. I want to give you, I want to say something to you guys, something real quick. I love all my fans that listen to my show. I want you to tell a friend and have that friend tell a friend and have that tell a friend to listen and check me out. Because I'm actually saying some things that might really help people out in this world. This I look and see and watch people all day long. And it kills me when I see people going through the things that they're going through simply because they don't know that their life really ain't that damn bad. They don't have a person that not necessarily going through something worse than them, but if nothing else, just they don't have a person to say, hey, man, uh, let's go have a beer. Let, let, let's go kick it. Uh, shit, uh, let's go have a conversation or something, dude. You know, it ain't got to be nothing freaky just to be able to chit-chat and chill and, and, and function with another human being, you know? And if you can't do that and you can't figure out your way or how to do something better for yourself, then maybe you're an asshole and you need to change some shit, you know? An asshole that can own it is an asshole that is never depressed. I'm an asshole. I just don't own it from time to time. And Lord knows I'm depressed because my baby ain't here no more. You know? I miss my little dude. I'm not going to lie. You know, this episode is for you, little man, because it was you who told me my last time I talked to him, last time before my son left, on the plane, he said, Daddy, I'm very sad that I have to leave you right now, but on the same breath, I know as soon as I leave, you're going to start doing everything you can to be closer and be out here to me, and that is what I'm excited for. And babies, y'all better believe, I'm about to turn this temperature up to a motherfucking thousand million degrees, because we about to make this shit go down right here on the Joe Moffat Show. But on that note, thank you guys for listening. I am your host, Joe Moffat. Um... Next week, you will notice that we will be announcing our new production company. Um, it is going to be called Mama Key. Um, it is a variation of my three children's names, Mary, Mahala, and Keyshawn. Uh, so, no, this ain't like no, you know, no no one's mother or anything like that. It's just, But it's Mama Key production. Um, and the Joe Moffat Show, uh, starting next week, will be uh, recorded. Um and it will be a Joe Moffat Studio presentation. However, it will, uh, from now on, uh, after today, be presented um, at, through Mama Key Productions. And we will be doing some new logos and a whole nine with it. 
um, I think you guys are really going to like what we're about to do. Also, um, I'm going to start doing a nationwide, I guess, I say comedy directory um, as I get ready. And as you guys know, we're preparing to go on the road by next summer. Um, I would like a, a list of comedians that I could work with when I come into town. Um, and we just have our own network to where, you know, we can help each other out and, and build and get, get not really just get each other gigs, but, you know, if I come to town and I'm working a gig and I need somebody to back me up, well, maybe you can come work the gig with me, you know, two or three of us. And you you never know the type of leaps and bounds. I'd really like to build a network. Um, if anybody that has any experience with that that would like to help me out, let me know. Um, I'd be more than happy to, to, to input on something like that. Uh, but nonetheless, like I said before, thank you all for listening to the Joe Moffat Show. Um, and starting next week, this will be a Mama Key production. Thank you guys for listening. You have a great day. <laughs>